Hear ye, hear ye! Let it be known that on this day the Queen will provide counsel to her loyal subjects. You're invited to tea with the Queen. Please make haste. Welcome to another episode of Queen's Council. I'm so looking forward to diving into this. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Emma, great to chat with you again. I loved our conversation last episode and I'm so keen to dive into today's conversation because you are keeping it real and you're sharing a really authentic side of you, which I know, but I think it's so important for our listeners to know as well. We all know the business journey is not linear. It's bandied around so much that it's starting to sound like a cliche. Coaches say it in order to get people in the door. They've got the taglines. They say all the things. We've already established the difference. One of your many points of difference being you talk the talk, but you can walk the walk, and I love that. Can you tell the listeners and me a bit about your business journey and what that's looked like? Because it's not linear and yours hasn't been either. Let's put that into context. Yeah, it's a great segue, I think, into why I'm doing what I'm doing now. So I was looking down the barrel of a changing work landscape. I also had a two-year-old at home and I started to feel that mother guilt and I was just like, this sucks, right? I need the flexibility. I want to be my own boss, et cetera, et cetera. I already had a little side hustle going on, so let me start there. I didn't start from zero, but I was a faculty member in Leadership Australia for women, right? So I already had a little bit of skin in the game from a coaching perspective. And I decided to go into my own business. I didn't quite know what I was going to do. I just knew that I was good at coaching and that I could get really good results for women and for men, by the way. But I focused more on women because I felt like they needed more of a hand than the blokes did. And in the first instance, I went, right, what do I need to do? I'm scared of selling because everyone is scared of selling. I can tell you right now. So I need to change that narrative in my mind and I need to go and sell some stuff. I didn't quite know what I was going to sell. So I finished at my job on the 30th of November and my husband said to me, so you're just going to have December off? I'm like, no, I've got appointments booked. So for the next three weeks until Christmas and then for another two months after, I went and had two to three coffees a day on average face-to-face, when we could do it face-to-face with people to say, I'm not Emma McQueen, ex-company. I'm Emma McQueen, Emma McQueen, PTY, LTD. And I think this is what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to coach one-on-one because I like that and I'm good at that. And I'll share some numbers because I think people don't share numbers and I think that's a tragedy because I think we should get better at sharing numbers. So in my first quarter working for myself, I was selling three months of coaching for $5,000. So you could work with me for three months, as many sessions as you wanted over the three months. Mainly it was three or four sessions and we would achieve a particular goal for you. You would outlay the goal. I would help you get there. And in the first three months, we sold $240,000 worth of coaching. Holy moly. So... I mean, that did hurt, Trace. So yeah, everyone's probably going, holy crap, how do you actually do that? And if you do the maths on that, that's a lot of one-on-one coaching. But the story I was trying to get rid of was I can't sell. So once I hit $240,000 and I'm the main breadwinner, so I wanted to make sure that my family was safe, financial security is important to us. And so I was like, right, that story's gone. That story's old. And so I started working my butt off to deliver $240,000 worth of coaching. (laughs) That was seven years ago. 
And my business continued to grow. You're right, business is not linear. So that first year, I think we made maybe revenue-wise about 400000 that first year, but revenue is not the key, profit's the key. And so I think we kept about... 250,000 of that. Because what happens when you grow too quickly is you got to have other people. You got to have systems and processes in place. I had none of that. I was just giving it a crack as a human being out there thinking I could help women change their lives. So that was seven years ago. Of course, in seven years, we have grown. We continue to grow. I've got good systems in place. I have the beautiful Serena, who is my sister and my business manager and looks after my calendar, which is freaking amazing. But I will say the sales slow down after that because once you sell that much, you have to deliver, which means you don't get to do as much business development as what you would normally do. Can you talk more about that? Because this is something that's so relevant for every business owner and probably every person listening to this podcast. So you're saying that you were on the tools, essentially. You were in there doing the coaching to make the revenue for all the right reasons. But what that means is there's only so much you can do and there's no business development. So after that tranche of coaching, revenue started to decline because sales were slowing down. This is the classic, isn't it, that the business journey is not linear and it's a balancing act. So what happened then and how did you deal with that? Yeah, so the first three months we built about 240,000 and for the rest of the year, so another nine months, we probably built 160 after that, right? It slowed down because I didn't have time to do what I needed to do. So very quickly I had to outsource. And what I see in business over and over again is people do business development, then they get busy and they deliver and they forget business development. It drops off and then they go, holy crap, I don't have any clients, business development, and then it drops off. And what happens in conjunction is an ebb and flow of cash flow. Yeah. And so you have to keep the business development up regardless of how busy you are. And that was one of the big takeaways we took out of that year. My husband sat me down. He said, I'm very proud of you, but this is not sustainable. And he was right. So we had to find solutions to outsource, to systematize. We've got a high end business. So I didn't, I wanted the personal touch. And so we needed to make sure that we hired the right people. And also that we knew if we didn't do business development now, in three months later, we'd be looking down the barrel of quite a, uh, quiet period of time in our business. Now, sometimes they're good, right? Especially if you've just delivered 240 grand's worth of work, but you don't want that to go on for too long. And this is all of us. This is every business owner everywhere who has these peaks and troughs. And just to be clear, when you say business development, you're talking about all the things, the marketing, the lead generation, the nurturing relationships, nurturing referrals, nurturing existing clients. You're talking about all the things. Building the list, everything, yeah. Where I got most of my jobs from or most of our work from in those first three months, though, was definitely face-to-face. It was having meetings with people. It was saying to people, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm good at this, so I could do this. It was not hearing the cues on, Emma, I want to work with you. I had one person sit opposite me and said, Emma, I've tried to tell you three times that I want to buy what you're selling and you're not hearing it because I wasn't a salesperson. So it's having all those lumps and bumps along the way definitely. And you do need to build your list. I did a newsletter every single week for four years. You know, you've got to do those things. So when a client comes to you or when a new business owner or a woman comes to you and says, I want to coach with you, you're the right person for me. And they say to you, it's ebbing and flowing. It's up and down. I'm wearing all the hats and I don't even know where to start. And I know that that's common. I hear it a lot. So I know you hear it a lot. And everybody listening is probably nodding along. That was me at one time or other. They'll be thinking. 
how do you approach that? What do you do if you're in that situation as a business owner? Where do you start to try to unpack that and try and get some more continuity and, and some harmony in this business journey? Well, I, I tend to ask a few more questions to diagnose what's actually going on. But what we see going on is the inconsistency of business development. We see people sometimes sending a newsletter, sometimes not sending a newsletter. We see people picking up the phone, not picking up the phone, sending DMs, not sending DMs, getting caught up in life and delivery and not doing the relationship building things that they need to do. So really, I want to take them back to the place where it was all running smoothly and what were they doing when it was running smoothly and how do we get them back into that space? And if they've never had it running smoothly, then we put processes in place and systems in place with four or five things that they need to do consistently to make sure that that revenue doesn't ebb and flow. We also talk about different, there's different business models. There's people charging hourly rates. There's people charging half days. There's all kinds of different business models. And so there's a slight tweak to some of those things depending on what your business model is. This is amazing. This is such good insight into the most common experiences that business owners have, how you help people and you support people navigate their way through these challenges. The challenges never stop. They keep coming. You've been there and done that. And that's one of the things I love about listening to you speak and and talking to you and hearing your insight on how to tackle different challenges because you've been there and done it. It's, It's the walking the walk. And I just want to take a moment to say also, because I know this is valuable, if anyone's listening to this episode, nodding along and thinking, holy moly, that's me. I really need some help and some support working through this period because I'm wearing all the hats and I'm tired and I just want to get some consistency, you can reach out and book in a discovery call with Emma and the link to do that is in the show notes. So please don't hesitate because that conversation could just change your business journey. Thanks, Sam. Thanks so much for having me back on the podcast. It's been so great to have this conversation with you. Oh, thanks, Trace. Thanks for listening to Tea with the Queen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to get the word out. For more about me, please visit emmamcqueen.com.au and I look forward to your company next episode. Thank you for coming. 